What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Red Zone Radio. I am Robert Wampler. Just a reminder to listen to Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and just about anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Got a great show today. NCAA National Championship tonight, Gonzaga Baylor. Gonzaga's my pick to win it all. Alright, so let's get started here. I hope everyone had a great Easter, but let's get started here. Uh, listen. There's this argument I don't quite understand when it comes to the NFL draft. I don't understand how a prospect can go from being graded higher in the regular season when they're actually playing the games. Then when the offseason comes, they get they kind of get buried, and all of a sudden they go down everybody's draft board. It, it doesn't make sense to me. Nobody's playing games. No prospects are playing games right now. Last time I checked, Pro Days isn't game tape. But yet somehow, Justin Fields has managed to, you know, somehow get buried underneath every other NFL prospect. And I don't quite understand it. This talk of Zach Wilson being better than Justin Fields, that started about this fall. You know, when Zach Wilson was playing about as normal schedule as you could have in 2020. Uh, in, in in the COVID uh, season, and Justin Fields was still fighting to even play a game. Uh, this argument was going on when Justin Fields had multiple games get canceled because of results that were not his fault because of a stiff and rugged conference, um, and he was told he may not get to play in the Big Ten Championship because they made up this rule on the fly that you have to play six games. He also had to play Clemson and Alabama back-to-back. And also, he had multiple players out multiple times with COVID when he played. It's nothing against Zach Wilson. Justin Fields is just a better prospect, in my opinion. And I don't understand how that changed in the course of the last five months. The last five months should not have a greater weight than the last two years. So let's take a look at what has happened. Justin Fields struggled a couple games. In a season, you know, we often are what our surroundings are. Justin Fields was what his surroundings were. Inconsistent, a little unorthodox, and a little careless with the football as his as his conference was a little bit careless with how they handled this season. Listen, so Mal Kuyper, he's been on the air, he's been on the air for many years covering the NFL draft. Listen to what he had to say on the Max Kellerman show. Justin Fields, I mean, runs in the four fours. He's got outstanding size, outstanding athletic ability, outstanding arm strength, passion for the game, studies the game. Uh, yeah, people say, well, you had the two sub-bar bar games. How about how about 2019 when, when Zach Wilson looked like a fifth-round pick and Justin right. Fields was playing like the number one pick in the draft? People kind of forget about that conveniently. Uh, it's all about this year when you played a bunch of, of opponents that, that Justin Fields would have been equally as impressive or more impressive. Keep in mind, you know, it doesn't actually put somebody in somebody's face. They're going to shoot the threes, okay? You put 
them open, wide open, they're going to hit the threes. That's what it kind of boils down to. You know, Coastal Carolina game, second half, they were shut out. Look at the look at the amount of inferior opponents, one after another. And I'm not taking anything away from Zach. Zach Wilson moved way up. And I'm not, it's nothing to criticize him. You just have to say, this Justin Fields criticism, to me, I get it. Because if you saw Indiana and Northwestern games, he'd look like anything but a first-round pick, let alone a number two pick in the draft. I get all that. But... All right. So that was Mel Kuyper talking about Justin Fields for Zach Wilson. Now, listen, I'm not saying Mel Kuyper can predict the future, that he's always right. But that that just hit the nail on the head for me. It, just, it does not. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Justin Fields had an inconsistent schedule. He played far better opponents. He had, he had the better year last year. And it's not like Zach Wilson blew him out of the water this year. Uh, to me... The pro days were pretty similar. Pro days don't really mean much to me, but I don't quite get it. And in my opinion, Justin Fields is the second-best quarterback in this year's draft. But staying with that topic, to be honest with you, if I'm Justin Fields or I'm Zach Wilson, I'm hoping that every single team, specifically the Jets and specifically the 49ers, have me as the third-best quarterback in the draft because you know that it, whoever gets drafted to New York is going to struggle. I, I don't it, Even if Trevor Lawrence gets drafted to New York, he's going to struggle. But whoever gets picked third to the 49ers, they're kind of going to have their cake and eat it too. What I mean by that is most of the time, being the number one overall pick, being a top five pick, you got a lot of pressure on you. You get bigger deals, but you also go to dysfunctional organizations. San Francisco is anything but dysfunctional. They, they just made a Super Bowl two years ago. They would have made a Super Bowl or made the playoffs this year if they if they didn't get bombarded with injuries. I think they got the defense. The only thing that would concern me if I'm Justin Fields, because I most teams have him as the third best quarterback, is what if they draft Mac Jones, which makes zero sense to me. Um, it, it does not make sense to me, but I don't really want to get into all that because I I don't even think that should be an argument that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Uh, Justin Fields is better in every single way. I don't think Mac Jones is anything better than Justin Fields does. Listen, folks, Justin Fields was inconsistent in two of his college games. Two. Two in total. He wasn't inconsistent in any of the other games where he played great opponents. Mac Jones threw multiple picks versus Auburn. Mac Jones always had an all-American offensive line, an all-American running back, great receivers, Justin Fields has great coaching and great talent around him. I'm not disputing that, but he made plays on his own. And I, I don't and and to me, I don't I don't think it should be an argument that Zach Wilson's better than Justin Fields, although I understand the argument. I don't agree with that. But I don't even think it should be an argument or a case to be made that Mac Jones is better. And people say, Oh, well with Mac Jones, he he fits the system. Sometimes you have to leave the system behind. Who cares about who fits your system? Who is the better prospect? There's nothing Mac Jones does better than Justin Fields. There's nothing Mac Jones does better than the quarterback you got right now in Jimmy Garoppolo. Justin Fields, I, I understand why you would move up to get Justin Fields. He can do stuff Jimmy Garoppolo can't do. He can move around. He can run. He can, he's can. got a big arm. But to me, Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo are pretty close to each other. They both have a lot of talent around them. Both have a lot of production, but both have little talent. Justin Fields has the production and the talent. I understand when you're an individual with Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and now Matthew Stafford, a big arm, and he's pretty athletic, you're like, man, I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's not the most athletic. He's not the most talented. I want a quarterback that can do stuff like that, that I don't have to, that I don't have to scheme around perfectly for him to succeed. And I think Justin Fields is that guy. I don't think Mac Jones is that guy. I think Justin Fields 
is that guy. All right, and uh, sticking with NFL draft news and, and quarterback talk, I want to go to Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold, I, I think they're going to draft Zach Wilson. I think that's what it's going to end up being. Um, and, and I think they're going to have to move off Sam Darnold. My question is now, what's the best team for Sam Darnold? Because I don't, it's not, I, I don't think, he has shown now one or two things. He's talented, but he's not talented enough to overcome bad organizations, right? So you can't trade him to a Houston because he's not going to succeed there. I think, I think you should be able to figure that. I think, I think these teams should be able to figure that out. Um, I, I think Washington is a good fit for him, but you know, they drafted Ryan Fitzpatrick and we'll see what happens there or not picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll see what happens there. But after the draft, you know, maybe he goes to Carolina with Matt rule that might work out. Um, but I tell you a team that makes sense to me for Sam Darnold is the Patriots. So first of all, the Patriots don't draft well. We all know that. But I tell you what the Patriots do do. They pick up free agents greatly, and they can tra- and Bill Belichick can transform people. So Cam Newton's going to be the quarterback there this year, and I think Sam Darnold's going to stick with... I think Sam Darnold's going to be with the Jets this year. He may not start. They might start Zach Wilson, but I think he's going to be there, right? Maybe he beats out Zach Wilson, I don't know, but just for the sake of argument, because I think what's going to end up happening is they're going to move off Sam Darnold and trade him next year because there's not a whole lot of great quarterbacks next year, and you get some value for him. I think Sam Darnold can say, I think Sam Darnold is going to be on the market next year, and you can say, hey, uh, he's going to be on the free agency market, or you can or you can trade him. And the Patriots next year, I don't think they're going to sit with Cam Newton another year. Maybe if he does great this year, I think he'll do better this year. But I, Cam Newton's not the long-term answer, right? He's a short-term answer, and he can get you some wins. He can get you to the playoffs, I believe, but I don't think he's a long-term answer. Sam Darnold's still really young. He came out of college really early. What a, What's a better situation than Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Now, you give you give the Patriots another year, to sort of get some weapons, get some defense, figure out what to do without Tom Brady in a year with no COVID, see what works with Cam Newton, and if Cam Newton and Cam Newton is not the long-term answer, you can still stick with Cam Newton for a few more years and pick up Sam Darnold. But, but let's just say they pick up Sam Darnold, that would be a great situation. You don't got to draft a quarterback in the first round because Patriots aren't going to draft him. He's still going to be under Bill Belichick. He can move, he can throw, and he's a typical quarterback. I don't think Sam Darnold's done in this league. It's just a matter of him finding the right fit in the right team. And to me, New England is that right fit. New England is that right team. All right, so let me ask you a question. Does anyone agree with what the Washington football team is doing at quarterback? Alex Smith wasn't great. He was a little bit limited. I don't dislike Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's kind of the ultimate backup, kind of the ultimate guy you can put in there. But, you know, I I don't, I'm not crazy about, I'm not crazy about him starting for the Walker football team. It's not like this team is in total despair and chaos. I mean, they they made the playoffs last year at 7-9, almost beat Tampa Bay. But let's talk about, what they could let's talk about this team that could potentially be. First of all, you got a great, great defense, and in particular the front seven: Chase Young, Montez Sweat, just a bunch of guys that can get to the quarterback and stop the run. You clean up that. You got some weapons. If you get another weapon in the draft, or you clean up that secondary in the draft, and you had a quarterback like Sam Darnold at the controls. That team would be dangerous. That would be a very dangerous, dangerous team. 
My thing is, I, I don't really, I, I don't think that's a dangerous team for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they'll be good for the first few weeks of the season. And it's nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's just he's older. He throws some picks. Uh, I don't quite understand it. Now, maybe they still have a plan at quarterback. Maybe they plan to move up come draft time. But if your play plan is Ryan Fitzpatrick to get this team back to playoffs, I don't. You're not in a total rebuild right now. It's not like you just have to accept where you're at. You made the playoffs last year at seven and nine. Your division's bad. If you're gonna win that first game against Brady, which you very well could have, I mean that's a t- team that would have went to the divisional round. It could have potentially beat the Saints. I mean that team could have beat anybody with that defense. But Ryan Fitzpatrick for my A plan, I I don't love that as my A plan. Maybe there's maybe they're planning on sticking with Heineke. Maybe they're planning on trading up come draft day. I don't really know, but but there's windows on everything. And when you've got a great defense, there's gonna be a window on how long you can keep all those guys. You just picked up Curtis Sam and got some weapons. It's like you set it up perfectly. All you had to get was Sam Darnold or a quarterback that was somewhat that 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 showed that he was capable. And it's nothing against. It's nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick, but I don't think he's your answer to go to the Super Bowl or win the play or go to the playoffs. So there has been some heat lately on John Gruden. People are saying maybe he should be fired. Peter King wrote a column about it. Lots of people are talking about it. Should they let him go if they don't make the playoffs this year? Should they consider moving off of him? And here's my here's my response to that. Now listen, he hasn't had the best record. Um, he hasn't done great since he came back, but here is my response to that. Whether he should or he shouldn't be fired, he's not going to be fired anytime soon. Not only did they sign him that massive contract, but here's something else to think about. John Gruden is a coach that everyone listens to when he's talking. I'm I'm talking about the media right now. The media, he gets all over clips on Instagram, YouTube, whatever. He keeps the Raiders relevant. Last year, the Raiders... Were I believe that last year the Raiders were five and six at one point, five and six, but yet they were talked about on every single news network, a sports news network. They were talked about in every single column. Why? Because John Gruden kept him relevant. He says quotes after the game, like you know, I I think I think Nelson Aguilar can compete with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle for the best tight ends. He said stuff that just keeps them relevant. In some GMs and owners, whether it's good or bad, they care more about selling tickets and keeping their team relevant than they do about winning. And you say, well, keep it, well your team winning keeps them relevant. Does it? Does it keep you relevant? Yeah, maybe if you're the Chiefs who win excitingly, or, or maybe if you're a team like, or maybe if you're a team that pops up out of nowhere and starts winning like Tampa Bay with, with Tom Brady. But let's be honest about this. How relevant was Green Bay last year? Halfway through the year, nobody was talking about him. The only reason why they were relevant is because Aaron Rodgers won MVP. Nobody likes to talk about Green Bay. How relevant were the Indianapolis Colts last year? They were winning games. They had Phillip Rivers. They had Michael Pittman, new stars. Nobody was talking about them. Everyone was talking about Cleveland, who had the same record as the Colts. Everyone was talking about... They like to talk about teams that have a lot of personality and a lot of drama. What do the Raiders have with John Gruden as the coach? drama and personality and to be honest with you as long as he's making money for the team Mike Mayock who knows if he even cares I'm sure he wants to win I'm not saying he doesn't want to win 
But as long as John Gruden's selling tickets and getting the ratings up and, and the Raiders are still on Sunday night football and they're still on Monday night football, which they're going to be every year because of that brand, because of John Gruden, he doesn't care. He just wants to keep them relevant. All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for Red Zone Radio. Thank you everyone so much for listening today. Uh, can't wait to hear more NFL draft rooms come out. Just the heads up, tonight is National Championship. I'm picking Gonzaga. Great team. I think they're going to complete that perfect season. One surprise me, Baylor wins, but I am picking Gonzaga. Um, but thank you everyone so much for listening. Have a great day, everyone. And God bless.